And welcome to the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Cole. And thank you to all of our sponsors today. Live and Love Local Barto, Evolve Lawn and Landscaping, Crosswire Electric, Excellence Realty, Elaine Sanders, and Holiday Inn Express. You guys should go check them out on all social media platforms and their websites, of course. And let's get right into the show. Getting good at that, man. Yes, I am. <laughs> I practice. <laughs> it shows. Yeah, you're doing a good job. And I'm, uh, I'm glad to see, like, the before we started recording, there was, like, no talking. This is just like, let's not waste anything. Let's not talk about the game at all. Let, let's just get into it. Oh, yeah. We didn't waste no time. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Actually, I want to say something before we start. Okay. Dad's obviously back. First stringer. Yep. He's yep. back in action. Um, I came off yeah. the pup list. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't miss a game. He's he's fine now. I did not miss a play. He's back into the starting I did starting not miss lineup. a play, though. <laughs> you were watching it from home. Yeah, well, what, an, what an experience that, it, that was. Oh, man. Um, which, <laughs> I don't know how all of the, it works, but, you know, it was a play ahead from the, the TV broadcast, and it kept going out. So I was listening to the game, so I would hear them call it, and I would know what was about to happen, and then I'd watch, <laughs> watch it happen. Um, but it was something interesting, just we can bring up um, with the guys at WBF. When the game was over, I went to the Lakeland game, and Lakeland had people, like students, that were okay. like broadcasting the game, like doing color. Hmm. So it was interesting... I don't know how this whole TV thing works. I don't know if they just got like a little camera in all the press boxes that were interested in. I don't know how it's working, but they were linked up to the actual game calling play-by-play, nice. which is a great feature for WBF if they're able, if that's like a, a thing that they can link into. I don't know. Oh, so yeah. it's just something uh, I thought about that we could ask them. Okay. Good stuff. No Good problem. Stuff. That's well, welcome back. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Intern Wes <laughs> is in the house. Howdy, howdy. What's going on, guys? So, I guess we'll get right into quarter one. All right, let's do All it. All right. So, big win for the Jackets against Winter Haven. Whoop, whoop. 7-0. Hey. 40-33. to 33. I don't think anybody predicted that. Did somebody predict that? No. Without, no. no. I don't even think anyone gave them 40 points. Maybe one person. Mm. Okay. I was the closest. I'm just kidding. I think Wes was. Yeah. I might have been. <laughs> Wes said 36. Uh, 24. And you said 35, 24. Yeah. So he was closer. <laughs> okay. So what are some of the takeaways each of you had after that performance? Cole? Oh. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Put him on the spot. We played really well. I mean, the defense kind of struggled against Winter Haven. I mean, sorry i'm stumbling on my words when i say struggle i mean like that was the worst defensive performance of the year and i'm and i'm not saying that was bad but um it could have been a little bit better only uh only a seven point game but we did really well on offense and yeah Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that's all i can really say about the game I think uh, we might have played a little more fundamentally sound, if you will, and, and with some better discipline. Um, you, for anyone who's been consistently listening, you know, I like to kind of take a look and count the penalties that happened throughout the game. Um, I went back and counted what I got down. I might have missed one or two, um, but believe it or not, um, Bartow, good for you guys. You guys were able to cut it down to six. Mm. Um, and I, I know... <laughs> 
the other game I counted being Kathleen, um, because the prior two games against Liberty and Poinciana, we weren't attending, so I wasn't able to count, unfortunately. Um, but I remember being like 14 or 15 there at Kathleen, and I don't know how many we had against, probably not many against Poinciana due to the game that was probably very quick given the running clock. We still remember. <laughs> do not forget. Um, the Poinciana effect. And then, and then the Liberty game was like 62 to 6, so I can imagine we had too many penalties given that we still pulled 62 points there. Uh, but regarding this game again, let's get back on track. Uh, six for Bartow um, in terms of penalties, and then six on Winterhaven too. So I mentioned, I think, uh, within the past two or three shows, that if Bartow was able to cut those down to at least in half, it would definitely show. And uh, a quick example here, you know, they were able to do that this game. And then in addition, I think if if we drew as many as many calls as we did in the Kathleen game, we might not be leaving that field victorious, um, given that the score ended up being only 40 to 33. You know, that's only a, a, a one-score game, and uh, we'll break down more of the game as we go. But Winterhaven did have an opportunity late uh, with the onside kick, but uh, we'll be covering that a little later. So uh, if I had one takeaway there, I'd be, I would mention that we, we looked a little more disciplined out there. So uh, good job for those Yellow Jackets out there being a little more sound and aware. Agreed. My take... After listening, watching the game was uh, Maurice Bell. Maurice He's Bell. He's a beast. I, I'm just. My goodness. He is a beast. I don't know. I mean, if he he is the senior leadership. The I mean, he's not coming off the field. I don't. Yeah, he's probably on special teams too. Probably. And you know to to play both sides of the ball, but then in the fourth quarter be handed the ball and gain six seven yards a pop. You know, it's a making tackles at the linebacker position all game long. His name was constantly being called. How many people did it take to get him Um, down? At one point, five or six. At one point, five or six. I remember standing up and yelling it, and people were looking at me like I was crazy. But I'm sorry, I had to point that out in case in case some people just weren't watching the game. That's and five or six. Hey, guess what? There's eleven people on the field. That's half the team trying to take down Maurice Bell. And they barely took him down. Yeah, Yeah, and and, they struggled. Yeah, and it's not like this kid is sitting on the side. Lines rotating with a couple of backs and, and only getting eight, seven, eight carries a game. No. This guy is playing every snap. Just about. And he's <laughs> in the fourth quarter. He's a big he's guy. He's still just dominating out there. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, Maurice Bell. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Well, not just that performance, but everything you have seen this year from you. Mm-hmm. So he's a senior this year. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be tough losing him. Mm-hmm. Winterhaven's going to be a good ball. Well, they are a good ball club now, but Winterhaven. Oh, yeah. Winter Haven's going to be good in the future, too. they got a lot of young talent. Oh, yeah. All right, so next question. First time for us covering the Tate Bowl. At, actually, they were calling it the Tater Bowl. The Tater, the tater Bowl. The Tater Bowl. <laughs> they said that over the... That uh, was funny. That was funny. I was giggling. <laughs> um, so it was the first time for us covering uh, the Tate Bowl. What are your thoughts on the coaching that was on display Friday night? Um, I'll go ahead and start out with this one. I th- I think both of them prepared more for this game than probably any game, not only this year, but probably of their career. <laughs> unless, they've, unless they've played, you know, I don't know the history of the coaches, but unless they've played in some other championship games, obviously this wasn't necessarily a championship game, although Bartow, I uh, did believe, take crown of district champs. Um, I think they prepared for this game more than any other game they've probably ever played on. There was just more on their shoulders going up against each other, you know. And while that's probably not solely what they're trying to make the game about, I mean, given how the game started off, which if if you were 
under a rock onside kick to start the game <laughs> that by, was awesome by coach Tate the coach state of Bartos side, which also got recovered. And that's how the game started. Um, so I can imagine that might've been a little bit of a mental game there, uh, but, uh, and, and who knows, maybe it worked. Um, because, um, again, if you, unless you were under a rock, uh, Bartos started off hot right after that onside kick recovery going up 19 zero in the first quarter. Yep. Yep. That was pretty awesome. Cool. Um, I agree with Wes. Uh, they were really preparing for this game because Coach Tate wanted to beat the other Coach Tate, and that Coach Tate wanted to beat that other Coach Tate. So I feel like they were... <laughs> Put a lot of thought into that one. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd hope so. So I feel like they were both physically and mentally preparing for this game. Like it was the championship or district game, as Wes was saying. And yeah. My takeaway is... There was two Tates on one sideline versus one Tate on the other. That's true. Mm, and, that's a good point. And, you know, in years past that, you know, Coach Charlie Tate has been able to have his way with a lot of teams. But um, this year with um, second year in the program, a lot of um, good players for Bartow and Coach Coach Rob, kudos to him. There's only one call that I think we all can agree on. It, questionable throwing down on the two yard line oh, or whatever. Yeah. I'm glad you um, mentioned it first. Yeah. I mean, that's the only <laughs> questionable call, but you know what? Like if you live by the throw, you die by the throw. That's what we do. They maybe yeah. weren't expecting the pass there. It's, yeah. So, I feel like they should have ran the ball, given Lynn more room to. Well, throw. I'm not going to second question. I mean, I will second question a coach, but I'm not going to second question that call, you know, because there's one. Yeah. Now, now I won't, I do want to get kudos to him because I don't know how it played out being there, but listening and watching the way I was and then, like, hearing what uh, Mr. Edmund would have to say, Mr. Thornburg, and, like, okay, now watch the play. It, it was eye-opening to me because the level of coaching was high on that field. And like mm-hmm. you said, they oh, prepared. Yeah. To be able to go from, like, a spread-type pro offense and then – Bam, immediately change to an I-formation power set, give your defense yeah. some, some time to get some breather over there, but also wear down that defense a little bit going into the fourth quarter. They did. And then you see Charlie, you know, going no huddle, which he had to with the time, but yeah. also causing Bartos of substitution problems. There was a lot of high-level coaching at that game, and um, I'm just glad to – the jackets came out on top. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really good game. It was the Martin. best coach state won. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So let's see here. I guess we'll do you guys have anything else you want to say? Mm-hmm. Um anything any other no, takeaways? Not for the first quarter. Okay. That was, that was a good first quarter. Barto's just a, a good team. Yeah. It's about time that you know, some other people around the county. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason, you know. Uh, for most of you listeners, you know, intern Wes here. I run the uh, the Twitter page, and there's a reason I don't follow some of these pages. I know you guys aren't necessarily looking out for that, but there's a lot of nonsense that go nonsense. Excuse me, that goes around, and one of them is is being this discredit all season long with Barto. Um, I think they went out and really proved a lot of people wrong this game. And, of course, those people probably immediately went to Twitter afterwards. I wasn't looking personally. I don't care. I know what I saw on the field. I know what I have saw all season long. Um, and that's talent. And that's true talent. Uh, there's a lot of potential as well for this team moving forward. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's just one thing I wanted to add in there. 
Yeah, it's um, it's been great covering this team this season, and you know we we knew. Well, man, okay, they got some players. Okay, then man, throw the ball around. The offense looks good, and just as week by week by week uh, week that goes by, it's just clearer and clearer that, um, and and still, just Saturday. Barta really that good? Yeah. Like from Barta people, yes, Barta's really yeah. that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't understand. We're, we're about done with the season. How have you not realized it yet? You know? Get with the program. Come on. Uh, All right, quarter number two. Let's do it. All right, so looking back at the game, um, there seemed to have been a heavy dose of uh, Dariel Davis in the first half. Then in the second half, Big Maurice Bell got a good amount of carries. What does that do to a defense, and what can it possibly open up for the offense? It gives the defense different perspectives because – I'm sorry. Hold on. On, like, Daryl Davis, they were giving him carries, and they kind of adjusted to him. And then in the second half, like you said, Maurice Bell got more carries, and they tried to adjust to him, but it just wasn't working because it had to t- like we mentioned earlier, had to take like five or six people to take him down, <laughs> and he was just dominant that whole game. Yeah. I, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I take the, the toy from the All beast, right. please, because <laughs> we can't be recording and listening to. This is not. This is still a podcast, guys. It's not ASMR. Uh, we promise. That's just. That is our 130-pound dog chewing on her toy, and she's got to get it now. All right. That's a, real, that's a um, really good question. I think I touched on it in the first quarter a little bit. You know, the change of pace, like that's coaching. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. okay, I'm going to hit him with this, and I'm going to hit him with that, and if this happens. Now, the the little back, um, the D- speedy guy. Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis. Yeah. You know, he is so fast. So and, shifty. And shifty, and it's just – but, you know, they made mention on on the broadcast, he's he's one of those guys where he hits the hole so fast and gets there. But then if they're getting penetration on the offensive line, all they got to do is really grab them and they can yeah. hold them up, slow them up yeah. to, to bring them down. So by bringing in Bell and that change of pace, oh, yeah. it's like you're not going to, okay, you're getting some on our, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of the plan. It's like, okay, my offensive line's getting a little tired of pass blocking. And, and blocking out wide for this. Now let's just pound the rock. Yeah. And th- listen, if you can do that, you're gonna have to do that against Tech. Yeah. You're gonna absolutely. have to. You're gonna have to bring that out against Tech. So I I'd, I'd I'd love agree. to see it. I'd agree. I think they might want to move forward with that look. I'm not sure. Again, I, the only other Barto game I attended, I believe, was the uh, Kathleen one, and uh, I know uh, Amarion Baker, who unfortunately was was in an inactive um, Friday. Uh, it was a lot of dose of Amari on Baker that game, but I, I I really liked that, and I can't imagine having Amari on Baker back and getting him back in the starting lineup. Uh, assuming he's the first stringer, but either or, regardless, rotating all three of those backs, it's so many different looks, so many different sizes and speeds, and uh, as I believe the question notes, you know, Daryl Davis had the majority of the carries I believe in the first half, and then Bell kind of took over in the second half. It seemed like uh, Coach Tate of Barto. Uh, kind of wanted to, you know, wear down, as you mentioned in the first quarter, wear down that Winter Haven defense a bit, running with Dariel Davis, because there's plenty of sweep plays going left and right, too, running these guys east-west, east-west, tiring them out, and then you get big Mr. Bell. He gets on the field. You know, you're hoping you're hoping Lynn's not handing that ball off to him, and guess what? Mm-hmm. They did a good amount of times, and I think it showed a little bit on a couple plays. I mean, we mentioned the one play where there was about five or six Blue Devils trying to take down Bell, um, and needless to say, that was probably because they were so worn out chasing 
Daryl around is, and not to mention running east and west. Even when he when he took some of those I formation plays, I believe up up either between the tackles on the left or right side. It's like you just saw him, and then you would see him again on the on the on the opposite end of the of the field. Almost it was just if you if you blink, you might miss him. But I I think that was a, a good rotation between those two players, and uh, I look forward to seeing if if that's something Coach Tate notes down and uh, keeps trying to push um, on the offense moving forward. Yeah, and I think you've seen the tight ends start to get worked into the offense a little bit. And yeah. we talked about this a couple episodes ago, Cole, where you have your whole playbook, but you're only pulling from a certain amount of plays all year, and then you just keep adding and adding and adding. And then I, I'm, I'm looking – we don't have much time, but yeah. the Lake Wales game, uh, we may be holding it out for the Tech game. Um, but I think you're going to see us, you know, throwing more out of that formation and using that formation. Because trust me when I tell you, maybe not Coach Rob, but if you ask Coach Big Tate, how you want to be somebody? I want to run it down the throat and play good defense. Yeah. Like that's that's Barto <laughs> football. So yeah. being open with a great quarterback and skill set players of throwing the ball around, I love to see. But then when, hey, we still got this too. And that, that's a great weapon to have. And it oh, opens yeah. things up for Lynn can run the ball successfully we exactly. talked about that it's going to open things up exactly so you mentioned um amarion baker was inactive during friday's game how mm-hmm. do you think that that um affected the defense or excuse me the offense um by not having him out there um honestly i don't think it affected it too much other than you know bell had to play a lot more than it was wearing bell out and i think you know could have Possibly had an injury situation. They're, all three of our backs, we probably have four or five after yeah. watching the JV team. You know, we have guys that can run the ball. That's not, you know, uh, an issue. But hopefully he gets back and healthy because I like bringing Bell in occasionally on offense. Yeah. You know, and letting him really focus on defense. But, um, you know, he was ready to play. And um, I don't. I don't think it affected us negative. You know, I, I wish the kid was in there. Nothing yeah, against nothing the kid. Nothing against him, I'm, right. You know, but um, it was just kind of that next man up mentality. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't think it was any, anything necessarily in a negative manner, but uh, really positive, honestly. I think it, it allowed Daryl and uh, Mr. Maurice to get a, a lot more snaps than what they're used to, um, and it showed a little more potential with those guys. I'm not sure if, if Daryl Davis is also a senior, but nonetheless, uh, they were able to get a lot more – repetitions and and reps as i mentioned and i mean it, it showed what what both of them are capable capable of doing and uh and oh, and okay. what 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 they can do if unfortunately amarion's not able to return in the future maybe maybe for next week obviously we really hope that he is back um and, and we'll see obviously we hope the crew hopes to for all of us to be at, at the game next week, going up against the uh, the Highlanders, I believe they're called, the Lake Wells. So uh, it definitely affected the team, but more so in a positive way than a negative way. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you both more. I mean, both both running backs took care of business. I mean, nothing against a kid, like you said. Or he's older than me, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it it didn't affect us negatively, but in the other way, positively. And, and, and you said, I think, Wes – you know, just looking towards the playoffs against Tech, having those three kids and, and some kind of rotation that Coach Rob comes up with, and you know, it, it's 
going to give Tech a lot more to prepare for. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. All right, so let's go right into quarter three. Wow, we're flying through this. <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're getting it done tonight. So with the game coming up against Lake Wales, as you mentioned, and then the following, following week against Tech, what are some concerns you have for the team right now, if any? Injuries. I mean, injuries, basically, because if any, if any good player gets injured, I mean, if they're a big asset to the team, it'd be, it'd be heartbreaking because we really need that player or players to win those games. I mean, these are both big games. I mean, we, we already know that we're facing Tech and we're ready for them, but injuries. Yeah. We've been talking about that for a couple of weeks, yeah. the injuries. And, and you can't be scared of it. You just got to go out there and, and handle whatever it is. Um, I guess my answer to that is going to be I'm really nervous about the, these two games back-to-back because Lake Wales is such a big rival game. And, you know, it's if you if you go and lose the game, the kids are going to be devastated. It's this perfect season on the line. You lost to your rival. Now we got it. We're down. Now we got to get all the way back up to play tech. Yeah. And and but then you beat them and then you're too high. So I'm this this week and going into this next two weeks. Coach Tate has his hands full as the leader of that program because you have to play out every scenario as a coach, and I know he's doing that. And you're looking at, okay, what am I going to say if this happens? What am I going to say if this happens? But I worry that, you know, we could have some looking ahead to Tech against Lake Wales, and Lake Wales is going to come out, you know, they're going to they ain't played in weeks. They're ready to hit somebody. They're ready to get out on the field. So it's going to be a good game, but – that's where I'm worried about a little bit. But yeah. I, I have faith in our coaching staff. If, if it was different coaching, I was like, what is, <laughs> you know, they call it like the trap game and stuff right. like that. Like this yeah. is definitely a, a game where it's, but I got faith in the Jackets to go out and handle business. Absolutely. Without mm-hmm. a doubt. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned on a previous show, uh, the one biggest uh, kind of, I don't want to call it hidden. Um, although, I mean, you, you can't technically see it, but adversity, um, all programs are facing throughout the country and throughout the world really is, is this virus, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I hope not to be the one to jinx it by no means. Um, but Bartow has done a terrific job, uh, with handling their business as far as that goes and ensuring they're doing the right things. And, and thus far, let's knock on wood. Um, they haven't, you know, really had to, I mean, they've been facing the, the adversity without a doubt. But as far as some of these other programs like Lake Wells, I think for the second time now has, has had to go into this protocol where they kind of shut things down for a week or two. Um, and, and that would be my only concern. Um, obviously, at the moment, thankfully, um, again, Bartos has, hasn't been able to, to move forward and, and do their thing and do the right thing and really haven't had, you know, to encounter that so we we hope over the next week or two i mean lake wells is right around the corner so we hope to continue doing the right thing and uh have everyone healthy and ready to go when we play the lake wells team next week and even moving forward against tech obviously and so on and so forth you know you don't want to lose anyone to anything like that i mean you don't want to lose anyone regardless but something like that uh, you know it's 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 almost a bigger blow um so if if there was if i had to pick one thing to be concerned with it, it, it might be that outside of that i think we're we're playing good football all around. 
from special teams to offense and defense, excuse me. Um, I think we played probably our, our biggest test. Um, and it was even a bigger test given that, you know, it was the, the tater bowl <laughs> as it was called. Um, and they went out and executed and, and, and showed that they're one of the top teams here in Polk County. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. I agree. The, I'm looking forward to it. I guess I put my coach's hat on. Cause hey, that's what I was getting ready to tell you guys to do. Oh, well, what's the next question? <laughs> I'm glad you said that because, uh, what I want to know now is what are some of the things that you guys would do in the next few weeks if you guys were coaching to help prepare for these upcoming games? Mm, okay. Um, I'll start that because I was going to say it. Um, if it was me and the kids that are listening on the team, no matter what happens against Lake Wales and Tech, you've had an outstanding season. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. For the coaches, for year two in the program, it's outstanding. If you go down to Lake Wales and win, look, you're going to be an underdog. A lot of people's, a lot of people, including me, are going to pick Lake Wales. Yeah. Okay. I don't know when the last time Bartow beat Lake Wales was. Mm-mm. So that's really? that's why I'm. I'm you got to go down there and do it. Yeah. Okay. But no matter what happens, you lose, you win. Your season has already been made. Now play the underdog role. Yeah. Now go into it like, okay, we ain't supposed to beat Lake Wales. We ain't supposed to beat Tampa Bay Tech. Right. They're ranked higher. You know, Lake Wales is the, the only reason Lake Wales isn't ranked high is because of the COVID. Right. So just take all that pressure off you guys. Take it all away and go out there and play the game you love and have fun. Absolutely. Do what the coaches tell you to do. Execute. Watch your film, wash your hands, do what you got to do. But it's, it's whatever happens is fine because you have had a great season. You have a lot to, to uh, be happy about. So that, that would be me. I would be trying to keep everybody loose and just fun. Yeah. Um, I would have some fun practices. I would have just, just some things that make the kids loose. And um, that's it. Just go out and play the game like a, like a kid. I can agree. Like if – if I didn't do what I'm going to do or I would have done if I was coach, um, I would do that. But if I was the coach, I would send someone out to watch uh, Tampa Bay play this week and, like, see what they like to do and, like, sorry, um, look at their – look at the plays that they do well on and, like, improvise on that and get them ready for those plays. Yeah, and that's kind of what we went out and did – when they went up against uh, the heavy favorites in Armwood, mm-hmm. um, and we know how that panned out, <laughs> and we were able to gather a lot of information. But again, that was a couple of weeks ago, and they've probably adjusted now and uh, and and changed some things up from from plays to even personnel. You know, maybe they figured out one one player on defense is a little more effective in certain situations than others, and so on and so forth. At the end of the day, all these programs, regardless of their records and what their individual goals are, they're trying to go out every Friday, at least on the varsity level, of course, and win. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, regardless of what's going on outside or around them, they're trying to go out and win. Well, couldn't agree more. And and another thing to mention from what Jason was mentioning, you know, um, as far as this season still being just phenomenal on all levels, I couldn't agree more. And I know for almost a fact, the majority of people listening now. Um, and, and even those who, who aren't would agree with that, 
you know, you look back to last year, the team was five and five, right? And that was what, 2019? You mm-hmm. take a look before that. I don't know if anyone remembers the record in 2018. Shh. They didn't win a game. So. <laughs> hey, that's the past. I'll be the, I'll be the one to say it, okay? I can say that given the school I went to, okay? <laughs> Lake Region, for those who don't know. We don't have to talk about anything more than that, though. Uh, but no, seriously, this team's came a long way. Uh, we were able to catch up with uh, Lynn Johnson, the quarterback over there at Bartow, these Yellow Jackets. We were able to catch up with him after the game and had a quick chat with him before he went off and, and did his business for the night. But uh, Look at that smile over there. <laughs> we, got, we got pictures and everything. Number one fan got, got to meet the idol, the man. <clears throat> but can, um, can we say what what your screensaver is? Um. I can I can send it to you and you can post it on like Twitter or something. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. But no, Lynn, Lynn was mentioning, he's like, who would have thought, you know, two years later, after that season, we'd be district champs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, I, I first off, I didn't, I don't even know what I said because I was still in shock from the game. Um, but, but now I can react to what he said. That's phenomenal. That's, in, yeah, who would have thought? I don't think anyone would have thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one who really had the faith, though, in it, and, and it, this happening the way it has probably is that leader of the team Jason mentioned, Coach Tate, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's no one that believes in those boys more than him. I mean, look, look, look at the first play of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about first offensive play. I'm talking about the kickoff. Yeah, so <laughs> let me ask, because you guys were there and, we, and wait, had a better. Wait, wait, wait. Was that a pooch kick? Yeah. It well, was. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was just okay. about to ask. I don't think that was an onside kick. I think that was a pooch kick. Pooch, it was a, pooch a very kick. short pooch kick. Wasn't yes. it? Very so short. it went right over the first line. Pooch kick yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Pooch so kick right. I was watching it. And I think, I'm like, I, think I yelled out like the first game of the year. That's an onside kick. And I don't understand. I, was Winterhaven reacting to it? They, they were weren't. Trying. They, they did not expect it from the way it looked the way he they were lined standing up. at the uh, yard away from the football what did they think he was gonna do there's no telling as soon as he lined up too i was like wait is this is this going on side and then sure enough he just boots it pooch right if i'm not mistaken and i didn't i don't know i don't know if winter was expecting it or not but uh the way the way it played and if i'm not mistaken uh, a Winterhaven player got under the ball and it just kind of rolled off him. I, uh, excuse me, if I could talk. That's it not rolled. rolling off of your tongue very well, is yeah. it? <laughs> Good one. But the ball just rolled right off the dude's chest onto the ground and long be. <laughs> oh, long wrong be- sound. <laughs> long behold, Barto recovers and that's the way they start the ball game. Yeah, that was a uh, was a great way to start. When I saw it, I'm like, which I couldn't tell what Winterhaven was doing defensively. But I did think it was kicked up in the air. Now, part of it was they didn't want to give the kid from Winterhaven a chance to run. Jacoby Lane, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like let's just do whatever we can do to keep it. Yeah, because um, he 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 was good. He was he was good. He's but that's very just, solid. It's just something else that Coach Tate put on film for Tech to be like, okay, now we got to take time to do that. We got to okay, they onside kick the first game. You know, so you have to. It's all just coaching chess games. I think, oh, they yeah. did, I think they did the pooch kick for me. You think so? I do. I'm, I'm thinking. I do. They might. We should have asked Lynn yeah. after the game. Hey, <laughs> Tech, Tech had trouble with the pooch kick. They fumbled it against Armwood. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's definitely a weapon. And then the kid, they pull up to the 20 on other kickoffs. And then the kid kicks it over their head like it's oh, nothing. Yeah. So he's a he's a weapon back, you know. Yeah, that was uh, Rainer. Uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing your first name wrong. But Rainer McKenzie. 
um, mm-hmm. of Bartu, who who had a pretty good night of kicking that ball because every time he did kick and it wasn't a pooch kick mm-hmm. um even then he executed that really well it was into the end zone um mm-hmm. the only only downside i'm like i gotta call you out man you had one one field goal miss there to start the game uh, and, and got us up and you know um i forgot how we got that first touchdown i think lynn ran it in but then mm-hmm. mckenzie goes out there and, and just misses it by a hair if i'm not mistaken or no did it get blocked I don't remember, but nonetheless, he missed it. I think he, so. missed, I think he missed a couple. <clears throat> well, all the kickers, from what they were saying, were having trouble I on know, that side of the field. I know no, Winter Haven no missed a couple. No kicker's perfect, though. What was it, Wendy? No. No? No. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like chilly. five or ten. There was a little breeze. It yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't windy. But yeah, that... To go off what you just said, one, yeah, the kickers on that side were struggling. Um, I think I don't think McKenzie missed more than one. He may have, but I know one that one that I'm mentioning is was on that side of the field, the far side towards the road there. And then also I have down here in my notes that to to no, make sure I mention it, so many Barto players. I'm not I'm not sure about the Winterhaven players were slipping oh, on that yeah. side of the field. There was yeah. a kickoff maybe to start the second half or maybe it was at a different point in the game where we go to uh, recover a kickoff and and one player slips and then the second player slips. Caught the ball and slipped. And I think it yeah. was Jordy who slipped and then gets on the ball and slipped again or something. Yeah. His knee hits the deck and they're at the two-yard line. And just incredible. I don't, I don't know what was going on on that side of the field. <laughs> uh, but it was a mess. Yeah, it was, it was a good game. Um, I wish I, I could have been there. I loved that one play. It was like four different people's oh, hands. Oh my god! I was like, "Oh my god, that was awesome! That was I awesome!" Think, I think you're talking about like the double pitch back play. Yes, yes, that was um, awesome. I think I have it on my Great phone. Job. But uh, yeah, here, I'll, I'll try and bring it up. Um, I forget. Here, let me see. Let me not try and, and botch this. So <laughs> I messed it up. Yeah, that was a good play. So it was. I don't know who initially gets the ball. But they run back behind the formation and hands it to or, or pitches it back to Dathan Davis, mm-hmm. who then runs around to the right. And at this point, you know, you're not you don't know if Dathan Davis is going to sling it down the field or he's going to take off running it because the Lord knows he can he can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned it or maybe it was Bell. Uh, there's a couple players on that on that team that can probably play a lot of positions and some of them do. But then he flings it out to uh, to I think Maurice Bell. Who who got it? Let me see here. Yeah, it was to Maurice Bell for a big first down. I think that was like third and long, and yes. Coach Tate pulls out that play. And I mean, the execution was was perfect. It honestly, was perfect. It, it really couldn't have been better. Bell not only just caught it, he gets I think five to ten yards after the play. Mm-hmm. I know this is kind of off topic on what you were saying, but you said uh, some players play different positions. I didn't know Lynn could punt. Hey, it's a pretty good punter. He is I a know, dang good punter. <laughs> I didn't know that he was the punter. That's all speaking of Lynn, since you brought him up, imagine that. Um, <laughs> he had a throw in that game. It was third and 26 yes, or I something. Know it, yeah. And he threw a ball to, I want to see, was it, was it, I don't know if it was Davis or Simpson, but it it went right over the linebackers. The linebackers were they were in like a three deep type defense, and it, I don't understand how he put it where he put it and how that the defender didn't get. I mean, it was 
top notch throws. So shout out to to Lynn on that throw. I'm gonna have to yeah. send y'all um, Lynn's highlights from that game because he sent me his like highlight reel from that game. <laughs> I got him too. I got him. Uh huh. <laughs> it's on the Twitter page. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys got that up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> All right. Let's get right on into quarter four. Oh, Cole, you don't want to talk anymore about the Bartow Winterhaven game? I mean, it was a good game. I mean, we got we got to prepare for next week. <laughs> Cole's like, let's get on to this NFL talk. I, I wish, I mean, I wish I had about eight arms and I could write down a little more stats and all. But I think, I wish, uh, never mind, I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> but I think, I think, um, again, I wish I could get everyone's stats. I think Lynn threw about fourteen for twenty-two. That sound about right. I think. Were you writing them down as well? No, I was just. Uh, texting you what uh, the radio they were guys saying. Said, yeah. I think he threw about fourteen for twenty-two, which that may be off one or two, um, but that's still a sixty-three percentage in terms of completion rate. Um, I, without a doubt, over two hundred yards. He had an unfortunate interception, which I know, Lynn, if you're, you're listening, you're probably grimacing now. And don't worry, we won't we won't talk too much. Coach, about Coach Rob's fault. <laughs> <laughs> We won't talk too much about that play. Um, and then we had a, a pretty silly, I don't know if it was a broken play, but Lynn tries to run up behind behind the big boys in front of him. And I don't know what happened there. It, it looked like a busted play. Maybe it wasn't. And I'm not sure if, if, if he just ran into his line or, or one of those Blue Devils got a hand on the ball and he fumbles it there. And, and long story short, the Blue Devils recover. Um, but nonetheless, still a, still a pretty solid stat line there for a game against a very tough opponent in the Blue Devils. So um, kudos to him. Um, Jordy, I know Jordy caught one of those uh, beautiful balls thrown by Lynn for a touchdown. Dathan as well on the opposite end of the field. That was, that was I mean, as, as good of a throw as that was, that was beautiful by Dathan. He was showing his basketball skills a little there. He was like kind of able to box out the small defender on him. I mean, I say small. The defender himself was probably as big as me, if not bigger. <laughs> but Dathan's just so big, he just boxes him out in the end zone as another defender as another defender is closing in, and, and, it, and he made the touchdown look so easy, and it was a 20- or 25-yard play there. Um, and then, of course, Lynn had two rushing touchdowns, uh, one for one or two yards, I think, uh, just a little quick. Uh, like QB hurry just right behind the line and the other one might have been something similar as well um, I've seen so the just highlight a to the, the day thing that you're talking yeah, about yeah. It, it's so unfair yeah it looked it's, that way like, right I, if I was a DB I'd like man coach what yeah what do you want me to do Ooh, like DK Metcalf against <laughs> what you the 49ers want me to do with it? You, I'm going to go back and watch it again oh, man, Seahawks huh it was uh, yeah. you know go Hawks I've seen a, a, a video on TikTok of a high school uh, wide receiver and the thing said i'm getting bored with this and it was a fade route to the corner uh-huh. and obviously they're running that a lot and he's scoring a lot of touchdowns with the fade and basically he was like six 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 seven and he just put yeah. his hands up and catches it <laughs> like it's not even you know you got a five ten db <laughs> yeah. if dathan davis wasn't madden that would be unfair that's all I'm saying. Well, we'll see. And he has a, a long sack way to that go. Game. Uh, he's he did have for a big sack. sack. Yeah, this is like third and long, third and twenty, and he just hawks down oh, that quarterback. Had, and I know for a fact that quarterback has some speed to him, but uh, guess what? So does so does Dason, and he showed <laughs> it. Who caught the bomb in the first quarter? That was Tylon Simpson, Simpson. if I'm not mistaken. 
So shout out to you as well, Simpson. Yeah. That was a huge play there, and I think he goes out of bounds. And that tight end, that catch, the tight end made. Oh yeah, he did. He, I think he only had like that was that was maybe his only catch that game, but it was still a that huge was a one, huge catch. And a lot of people forget and, and may sometimes discredit or just not give credit to these tight ends. Don't forget, they're not just, they're not wide receivers. They are tight ends. So what are they also doing in these some of these jumbo packages and and whatnot? When you, especially when you're getting closer to the line and you're trying to pound the ball in for the touchdown, they're blocking. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, you got to give credit there. I'm sure he was in a couple of those packages on offense, uh, executing well in in the blocking game as well. Mm-hmm. Another all around performance by the Jackets. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I found what I was wanting to what you were saying earlier. Um, I guess from the ledger, Bartow finished with 417 yards of total offense. Quarterback Lynn Johnson completed 15 of 22 passes. Oh, I was close for 223 yards and <sighs> one touchdown. With one interception, but was held to just 73 yards passing in the second half. He did rush for two, and he did throw two. Because I think Jordy caught one, and then Dathan caught another. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Ledger. Yeah. I'm, well, never mind. I have a job. <laughs> but... <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Yep, I have it in my notes from the game. I put um, Lynn to 11 passing touchdown and Dathan Davis passing touchdown. How about that? Mm-hmm. And you made the, the hey, point. Cole, Cole doesn't have a job yet. You know? yeah. I mean, Ledger. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need money. So. <laughs> I, I'm always open. Uh, don't, don't look for me to give you a letter If you need my resume. If you need my resume. I'm not a, uh, a dog poop in the backyard. Mm, he's not a good <laughs> reference. Right. Yeah, don't use me right now. <laughs> All right, then. Let's get right on into quarter four, why don't we? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, what do you, what's new about uh, NFL? Anything? Um, trade deadline is in a couple days. I think two or three. Um, we obviously talked about Carlos Dunlap on the last podcast. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers play tomorrow on Monday, or we're recording this on Sunday. Right. They play Monday. Yeah. Play against the Giants should be an easy win. As as we were doing the podcast, it was like. 20 minutes ago or 10 minutes ago, I don't know. But Saints won in overtime against the Bears. Nice. Not nice, Mom. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just making comments. <laughs> and I'm going to go over some of the upset wins today. Um, hold on. Oh, I know one right away. Dolphins. That, that Alabama quarterback by the name of Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. Now, before anyone you know who really, really watches football is like, oh, yeah, they won, but not really because of Tua. I know it was still his debut, and he went out there and executed. All right, mm-hmm. um, and he did get his first uh, NFL passing touchdown. Um, and for those who weren't watching that game or, or don't know about it, uh, two, if I'm not mistaken, only threw for 93 passing yards in the whole game. I'm not sure what his completion rate was. He might have threw one interception. I don't think so. Um, I do know he lost a fumble as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that nonetheless, was- nonetheless, the Rams have looked pretty impressive this year. And for the Dolphins, who have not, um, as much as the Rams anyways, looked impressive, to go out there um, on the field and, and ball out with their new starting quarterback in Tua, who they drafted with the fifth pick of this uh, most recent draft. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of Dolphins fans are mad that they were playing him. Um, yeah. I don't see – it's not like the Dolphins with the other guy that they had. Fitzpatrick. Was, yeah. He's uh, like 37. Well, I don't care about that, but it wasn't like – even if you made the playoffs with Fitz, 
you were going to do any damage in the playoffs. Right. So why not go with the young kid and give him that experience where if you do make the playoffs with him, he's getting some great experience. So I like the move. Yeah. You know, going with him now. Yeah. yeah. Bengals beat the Titans today. Hey-o. Wow. Wow. And the Titans just took a loss last week to the Steelers. So maybe that was still kind of lingering mentally. Um, and they were probably pretty pretty mad at, at that game because that game came down to a field goal, which unfortunately their kicker missed it to send it in overtime and gave still the deal for the uh, Steelers to continue their undefeated season, which I think they won again today. And speaking of the Steelers, I was just about to get into that. Um, the Steelers win over the Ravens 28-24. Wow. That was an that incredible was win, one. too, against a, a top-notch Ravens team who have looked pretty <laughs> impressive, as they did last year with, of course uh, – he won the MVP last year, or was that Patrick Lamar? Mahomes? Yeah, yeah. Lamar. Was yeah. Lamar. So reigning MVP, um, Lamar Jackson, go out there and he he balled out, but uh, just not enough to get a victory. People give hate to the Steelers. Like this is a Barto situation. <laughs> um, Steelers are seven and zero. Barto seven and zero. Then they're both getting hate because they're playing garbage teams. Like they play the they play the Ravens. They play the Titans. I mean they they played they played decent teams. They played good teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm curious to see how that team, you know, progresses through the rest of the season. Um, we'll see. Their defense is next to none. It's phenomenal. Uh, it, the Bucks. The Bucks are going to win. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you got the Bucks everybody by fifty. Else is, everybody else is just practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for the Jets. They're they're zero and eight. Well, uh, oh, and eight. Don't feel too bad because then they're going to go out and draft Trevor Lawrence, yeah. which I'm not saying that that's going to do anything for the team. I'm just saying don't feel Trevor too bad. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> may come back and play another year if the Jets get the first round pick. Yeah, don't be surprised. <laughs> um, they need to fire Adam Gase immediately. Oh, my God. Adam Gase is like the weird uncle that shows up for Thanksgiving dinners and stuff. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, there he is there. And you go and tell all the other relatives in the house. Oh, Uncle Gase is here. Uncle Gase. Shh. <laughs> Uncle Gase, where are the kids at? Where are the kids? Are they in the room? Okay, cool. That's who. Oh for those, gosh. I know. I'm going to look this guy up now. I know, I know some of you guys think that's rude, but if you go and look at his press conference when he first got brought on to the Jets and those, and those eyeballs, I don't know. I, I just don't want to get into or don't want to know what he did prior to that press conference. Or if that's just how he is, then... Yeah, I don't want to be the one to judge because I know I can be a little strange myself sometimes. But uh, that strange, yeah, yeah, probably not. Another, um, oh, I'm sorry, another upset win. Um, the Vikings beat the Packers twenty-eight to twenty-two. Dalvin Cook, what a game! West had him in fantasy. So. It was a good day for those Dalvin Cook owners like myself. Let me just say that he had like forty, almost fifty fantasy points. Wow! He probably single handed me, single handedly won me that fantasy matchup today. He's the third player in Minnesota Vikings history with four plus touchdowns in a game. Wow. Pretty incredible. Hmm. He and that's at the running back position. Yeah, uh, three were rushing, and I think one was yeah. That's right. The air. He had over one hundred and thirty, over one hundred and forty rushing yards. He had over. 60 or 70 receiving yards, a couple of receptions. I mean, he was just doing it all. He practically single-handedly beat the Packers by himself, which is crazy. And that's what I mentioned to Cole as I was chatting with him earlier today is, did the, did the Buccaneers expose the Packers there who were looking oh so good this year? Mm-hmm. Kind of expose the team a little bit, maybe some of their weaknesses. And now some other teams are probably looking at that film and taking advantage. Seems like it. Yeah. I'll be the one to say it. And um, the Broncos went on a last play touchdown. Drew Locke to K.J. Hamler, who you have in our Madden League. 
Literally, when we're playing, all I hear is KJ Hamler touchdown. <laughs> hey, you guys are gonna know about KJ Hamler from Penn State. I'm just saying the dude's the dude's the, is at the moment only because he's a rookie is a budget version of Tyreek Hill. Mm. Oh, I was just looking at the um touchdown. They literally got they literally got the snap off with one second left, and then Drew Locke rolls out to the right, and KJ Hamler's wide open. And they'd win the game. Mm-hmm. That's incredible because the Broncos were down, I think, twenty four or twenty one to three in that game. I heard. No way. So yeah, yeah way. It's just <laughs> insane. Said, yeah way. <laughs> insane. I, I wish we had video on this right now. Like you guys are just like, it's like watching a tennis match going back and forth with you two. So yeah. uh, the, the Gators played Saturday. Yes, that's they, uh, who the Gators. You know, you know that team. <laughs> I'm kidding. So um, before we close out, I don't want to talk too much about college football. Um, The Gators did play. Defense showed up. But something happened during that game that Bartow players learn from that. Learn from it. Okay. Lake Wales, rival. They're going to do everything they can to get in your, inside your helmet, inside the head, yeah. and get you to react to something. I, I thought Winter Haven was going to do it a little bit towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but just don't fall for that stuff. You know, and, and it could cost Florida big with, yeah. with Georgia coming up next week. Oh. And, and it could even be, which I don't think they'll do it, but the SEC could um, suspend Mullen. For yeah. a game. I'm surprised he came back in the second half. To Mullen, be honest, Mullen was, you know, I, I love Coach Mullen. I look up, I, I think he's a great coach. I don't know what's going on, if it's a COVID situation or what, but he, he looked like he lost it a little bit. He, he, yeah, he was almost he, a borderline Adam Gase, just not weird. Yeah, he was, he, <laughs> but like, and then he even admitted in the press conference that he didn't see the hit. Oh wow! Which they hit was was late. Yeah, it was. I saw it. I saw it. It was definitely a late hit. I was was, livid too. If it was a late hit, and if you look up the definition of targeting, you could have called that targeting. Right now, even though I looked at it and I said, "Okay, for a football play, the late it was a late hit," but he didn't lead with his helmet. He, you know, he came up with his arms, and and, but he he hit a defenseless quarterback right and that could be considered so they didn't see anything wrong with it but mullen didn't even see it and then he just ran out on the field because but i think that was something that you know i put so much into mullen the way he thinks and i I don't hold a lot of coaches that the way i talk about coach tate and and i don't hold a lot of coaches like that yeah but i put mullen in the level like he knew he's got to do something with that program to fire him up, to put a spark plug in it. And, you know, as they were going into the, the stands at halftime, he came back he came out back and he was out. yelling to the crowd to get, like, he's trying to bring the leadership and energy that obviously is missing yeah. on the defensive side. And he's doing it himself. Yeah. And, you know, Missouri's not a bad team. You know? Yeah, they're all right. They got a, a big upset win against LSU to start off, which LSU probably lost half the roster I to think. the NFL last year. Yeah. So, uh, and but, they played good again. Didn't they play Bama? Missouri? No, they played they, Auburn this week. and They might have, but I don't think they put up a good fight. No. Well, no. Nobody it, puts up a good fight with Bama. Yeah, we are. I, I'm just <laughs> – I'm not going to talk about our game because I don't even know who is out there. Well, I do know, but uh, I don't know if that was like their fourth string players 
or or who they or, beat UK. Who's that? Missouri beat Missouri. UK last week. Oh, uh, which that, that kind of is impressive too, because UK ran over yeah. Georgia, did they not? Forty something to whatever, or was it Tennessee? It was. It was Tennessee, Tennessee. right? Okay, yeah. Georgia, but UK played Georgia the last. Well, I don't know what the final was, but it was fourteen to three in the fourth quarter. They ended up stomping them out. And Georgia ended up stomping UK out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but hey, so roll tide. That, that's my take on the Gators. I, uh, I hope Go nobody Gators. gets suspended, and we got a big game coming up against Georgia. If if but. Georgia wins, my friend is just going to be like, oh, yeah, the, the Gators suck. Uh, is <laughs> Does he ha- sound like yeah, that? Does it sound? <laughs> yeah. You need a new friend. If he sounds like that, he's still your friend. We'll have a talk later. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's a side joke. note, before we head out, Sam McCall, Lake Gibson, Florida Gator fan. What do you think? Well, you got to see him. So what? What are, what are we getting with Sam McCall? Well, as uh, his resume stands, either a four or five star. Um, I think it was a five athlete recruit out of Lake Gibson. Uh, he went out against uh, probably a heavy. I wouldn't say heavily favored Lakeland team at the time. Unfortunately, they're now I think two and three. They just lost to Wakiba, which well maybe we'll talk about that on another show. <laughs> Um, but he balls out. He goes out there and, and lays it all on the field, and it shows. So I think you guys got a good player. I hope to see him come in immediately and get those repetitions. I don't want to – I would hate to see a, a, an athlete like that, player, you know, kind of sit on the side in his freshman year, you know, because I know under, I understand that happens to a lot of uh, new players who come on to, to the college level. But uh, you guys got a baller for sure. And I'm, I'm also excited to see where they put him, you know. Yeah, I'm interested in him because he played wide receiver and, and safety. free safety, yeah. yeah. And he even lined up in man on some coverage plays and, and executed pretty well. Well, the way the defense has been playing this year, we might want to put him on that side yeah, of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, anything well, else? Any other sports news that you want to... Um, no, but, um, I know this is kind of old news, but the Mets got a new, is it general manager? Owner. Owner. That's what it is. Steve Cohen. They'll be firing the general manager soon. Are they hiring you? No, they are not. They're they're actually hiring me. They called and I was like, look. I'm I got this podcast thing going on. I got this podcast. I made a commitment to my son. And then they shot me a call, and I'm like, I'll take the starting job. Yeah. Mm. So was yeah. that before or after the ledger called you? <laughs> that was um, before they haven't called me yet. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks are 6 1. Go Hawks. That's all. Bucks are about yeah. to be 6 and 2. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up right under an hour. Um, Jen, you got anything before we go? Producer Jen? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm All ready right. for bed. Said that at the beginning of the podcast. An hour later, we're still doing it, but you can go to sleep now. 7-0. Go Jackets. 7-0. Yes. That's the best thing about being 7-0. You have yeah, a chance to go 8-0. We'll see you Thursday with a special guest. Peace.